yourself to this week's Devil in the Detail podcast. I'm Rob Paxson, and we're here talking all things Salford Red Devils. Joining the show this week, as ever, we have Paul Whiteside. All right, Paul? Hey, Rob, you okay, mate? How's your short week been, mate? Short week or short weekend? Short weekend. <laughs> yeah, no, it's been all right, thank you. Yeah, very good. I enjoyed the match on, on Saturday. Cracking match, you know, shame about the, the result and what I've been able to... Yeah, doing okay, mate, thank you. Yeah, and uh, we've got Paul Parkin as well, Parker. How's your weekend been so far, apart from uh, the defeat yesterday? Um, yeah, not too bad. I'm just trying to think what I've done besides the match. Um, not much, I don't think. But yeah, no, it's been it's been good. Uh, bit of a bit of a mad rush, but uh, yeah, no, like Paul said, really enjoyed the game yesterday, which I know we're going to talk about, but. Um, yeah, no, I've not, not really done anything in between, but I'm sure the, the week will have something in store for me. Yeah, I decided to wear my me, me Martin Burkitt shirt today, because we're on YouTube, I can I can wear stuff now, which which is great, Parker. Yeah, very very good, very good, very historic shirt, that one. <laughs> um, yeah, it was funny when you were telling Martin the other week, when we did that that chat about it, how it, how it came about, I mean, I know. how random, you know, it's not like you, you bid for it on eBay or he was selling it himself, it, some random place in Castleford wasn't yeah. it or something yeah it was Very a club. but you just come out the train station and the guy just uh, just tapped me on the shoulder in the bar and said are you sold and I thought oh here we go and he went, uh, went I've got something for you and he went in the back and gave it me in a plastic bag strange that's strange just, world yeah that's you know that's the stuff of legend that it just <laughs> doesn't happen it doesn't happen well not to me anyway no. he's uh, <laughs> spending a fortune on eBay buying <laughs> or other auction sites are available obviously yeah if it fits him, if it fit, it'll fit him better than it fits me, uh, Paul. Well, it looks alright. It looks it looks a bit big for you actually. It's uh, you might imagine they wore like padding, quite big padding then, didn't they? In them days, the old shoulder pads and what have you. But no, I think it looks alright to me. Which is which is great. Like I say, I'm hoping to slim into it so then I can I'll, I'll be able to wear it even more. Then yeah, that's the plan. Good. So we've got, loads to, we've got loads to go at today. We're going to look back at the Wigan defeat at weekend, the Warrington game on Thursday. So what we'll do, we'll start off with the defeat against Wigan on Saturday. You're listening to Devil in the Detail and this is your Big Match Review. So, Salford Devils suffered the home defeat in front of a crowd at the AJ Bell Stadium. They were defeated by Wigan, 17 points to 16, Parker. Um, sort of heartbreak, really. Last-minute drop goal by ex-Red Jackson Hastings was a difference. Yeah, it's hard to sum up that game. Um, we were That first half was, was easily the best 40 minutes we've produced this season and possibly... You know, for for quite a while, really, even at the back end of the last season, we we were we looked really good. We gave Wigan so many problems, and probably should have been further ahead. Um, maybe a soft try or two for, for Wigan. You know, levelled it up for him a little bit. But uh, overall, what what a pleasing performance. You know, I, I was with you lads the other day, and I was you know I, I wasn't holding out much hope. <laughs> I thought Wigan might turn up and just grind us down slowly, and, and I suppose in many ways they did a little bit, but. Not in the not in the style that I expected. We were we were really really good. The lads have got to take a lot of credit for that, um, and you know it's got to give us a big boost for the season. That's I mean we're going to have now gone top of the league after obviously Saints got beat and we've pushed them all the way and they're top of the league. You know we, you know who are we? Um, so I think going forward now we'll take a lot of confidence from that. Uh, we can keep a, a more or less settled side. We'll, we'll do okay. But overall for for the full eight, we were in that game. We fought for everything. Um, we just need a bit of luck. Bounce the ball, you know. I'm going to play cliche bingo again, but you know that, that the, the rub of the green kind of thing. It's we didn't, we just didn't get anything. Um, every, you know that the, the the try that Wigan scored when he went, you know, 80 meters or whatever it was, a little kick through from deck pattern could go anywhere when he bounces off someone straight into his hands. Bump off you go. You know we're on the back foot. We've already gone past the ball by that point. Um, in the second, I think it was Escaray who went for the drop goal, gets charged down. It doesn't just get charged down and bounces back to us for another set. He goes straight to Wigan player again. And they go, you know, it, it's just that them little little percents that, that make the big difference. And uh, if we can get that, and again, it's, it's easy to say, but I, I don't think the referee helped us very much. Um, I'm not picking him out for the reason we lost, but there were one or two decisions there that were... 
odd, should we say? Um, but overall, very pleasing, and 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 what you know, what a much improved uh, performance, and and it seems to be you know happening week on week now. The last couple of cast games were good. We uh, we're probably just out out muscled and out thought against a very good Saints team the week before. But th- this is you know full credit to the lads. It was a great performance. It was a fantastic performance, best one of the season so far for me, uh, Paul. Like Parker said, the chances were there, but but for me. Richard Marshall talks about sort of the smarts quite a lot. And and you can tell Wigan are a playoff side. The season, they know what they've got to do to win in a game. And obviously we're going to talk about the game, but that last sort of sort of five minutes where we we tried to sort of push the pass and I think Harvey let that tried to kick to the corner and it, it didn't quite work out and Wigan sort of brought the ball forward and set up the field goal opportunity. That's the difference for me. It's it's Wigan were measured in their in their approach in that sort of last sort of three to five minutes, which was the difference. Yeah, they've got some world-class players, haven't they? They're a good side. They're not the Super League runners-up for nothing, are they? They've been in these big games before. And I think with us, I think perhaps we were just a bit a bit naive there in that last sort of 10, 12 minutes of the game. Morgan Eskery, I know he went for a drop goal there. Perhaps in hindsight, it would have been better to build a bit of pressure there, try and kick, get a repeat set and get yourself in a better position to drop the goal because it was a bit a bit rushed and a bit snatched at, really. So, uh, whereas theirs was a bit more clinical, but... No, I think going back to the, the the match, I totally agree with both of you. I think it's the best we've played all season, that uh, that first half. We gave Wigan problems, whereas in other games, we've not really tested teams out. In that game, we did. We attacked well. We played a, a bit more of a structure, if you like. Morgan Eskaday, I think that was a, a good selection because he came in and he gave us a bit of an extra dimension. He gave Wigan something to think about because he was dangerous on the ball. And, um, you know, I think Tuilala here as well, Seemed to play with the shackles off him. There was a couple of times we run at the Wigan line. They didn't have a clue what he was going to do. He was going to kick the ball. He was going to pass the ball. He was going to take him on. And, uh, you know, that, that pass to, to, to Wells, what a ball that was. And the line he run there. So we did. We looked a lot more dangerous. And we stayed in the arm wrestle as well. And like you said about Wigan, though, that's the, the side they are. They were never in front of the whole game mm-hmm. until that last three minutes when they dropped the goal. So they do. They grind you down. They stay there. They stay in the game, don't they? And I think you've got to give them credit for that. There's a few decisions like Parky said that. I'd like to see again, particularly the Elijah Taylor incident where he steals the ball. I, I only saw that from miles away where I was sat, so you, you can't really tell what had gone on. I know there's a few other bits and bobs as well, but could have gone either way. And I think in the old days, a draw would have been a fair result in that game. Um, I know it probably would have gone to golden point extra time if it would have been 16 all, but there was nothing between the two sides. I said that match report, cigarette paper between them, and, and it really was. There, there was nothing there whatsoever. It, it, it was so close, and You've got to give the lads a lot of credit for that. Wigan are probably going to be there or thereabouts at the end of the season. And as Parker said before as well, the, the cast games, that could have gone either way. And I mean, even if you go back to Monday, the St. Helens match, there was not a lot in that game. It was 6-0 that. Um, and I think with about an hour, uh, 20 minutes to go, it was only 12. And that try come on the back of us attacking. So give the lads a bit of credit there. They played two of the best sides in the league and and, and, and done really well. You know, a lot of honest graft, a lot of endeavour. And now we're starting to see these these partnerships developed as well. Again at the weekend though we didn't have Andy Ackers in the team. You know Danny Addy was there. And I thought I thought he did okay. So we are starting to build some partnerships there now and uh, and a bit of fluidity. So we're getting better, which is a, which is a good thing and making progress. Yeah, we talked about decisions, Parker, uh, the Escalade uh, try, Escari try, um, disallowed try early on. Uh, people around around me in the press box were a bit confused about why why it wasn't given. Um, mm. I've seen a, a sort of a video since then on on Twitter and and. It was Ryan Lannan running into their line, which obstructed, I think, was Bateman in the line and, and Escari ran right through the gap, which which made the score. And that is why the try was disallowed. Fine margins, really. That That's the difference uh, in, in, in the top flight. Yeah, I, I, I didn't... From where I was sat in the, in the West Stand, I was near the front. And uh, as I looked down that, that side to see that, all the, everyone from the bench was up. So he couldn't actually see what had happened. Yeah. Um, if, that's, if that's what it was... I think, again, that's what makes it worse because there were two or three occasions where right in front of me, Wigan players ran into our line and through yeah. to our line, blocking players off and weren't penalised. Yes, there wasn't a try coming off or anything like that, but the same thing's got to ha- apply for both teams. They're the ones that annoy me. Not Referees will make mistakes. That's that's going to happen. Um, but it's when it's not fair, when he gives it one way and not the other. Uh, seems to turn a blind eye to, to certain things, but... Yeah, it was a shame that we'd, we'd work well to get up, up that end of the pitch. And like Paul said, Escaray, you know, caused them quite a few problems. And in, 
slightly in the you know the uh, nine levels molding that way as an attacking weapon he's a good one to use um yeah so I, I didn't actually see what had gone on there i was a bit confused as to why because i couldn't even see the referee's signal at the end um mainly because everybody off the bench was just on the touchline um but yeah it's a bit of a shame because it would have been a, you know a cracking cracking start really yeah, well, it obviously, it turned out a good start for, for us in the end. Harvey Levet, uh, sort of an 80 metre sort of pick up and run uh, score, score, Paul. Uh, showed great pace, uh, kind of gave up running halfway, a bit like Adrian Adley against Swinton many, many years ago, kind of forgot to, to finish it off, but managed to get over the line and, and we took the lead. I think he'd be dead chuffy there saying 80 metres. I thought it was about 60, but <laughs> I think we'll, we'll, we'll say 80 then. But no, it, it showed some pace, and I tell you what. I've been very, very impressed with Harvey Levett last few weeks. I think he's really, really come of his own. And I think I said to you guys a while ago, I was really surprised that, that Warrington, I think he was at the time, he was on loan at Old Car, that they'd let him go because he's he's not just an head-down merchant. He's a, he's a player that can play in a whole host of positions. He's a very useful player and a very clever player as well. So uh, I think he's um, he's finding his feet now in the team. And no, he did really well there to score that. And that, I think that was on the... The next set or two sets after the the the, the Escudé disallowed try wasn't it? So we, we got a really good start to the game there. It was a it was a great start and like like Paul said there, Parker. What a talent this kid! I can't I can't understand how he isn't in sort of reckoning for an international uh, spot at the moment. He's he's playing he's a back rower but he's playing in in, in the centre. He's got great hands. He can kick goals and he's a, he's a quite a, you know big bloke as well. He's definitely got a great future. Yeah, very much so. I mean, this time, he could easily play his way, way in, the way he's playing. He's, he, he, he's been outstanding. I've not seen him have a bad game. And like we said, you know, he missed the, the Saints game, got injured just before the game. That's a massive blow for us mm. to miss a, a, a lad like that. But that try, such some scoring. And he actually uh, he actually caught the ball literally in front of me uh, when he took the ball. And I, I just thought at the time, he's going to get, he, he was shrugging him off and I thought he's going to get pulled down. He's, you know, I think um, Hardacre was facing him. You know, someone like so I thought, well, he's, he's not got the legs on that. And when he went, I mean, <laughs> unbelievable. I didn't think he was going to make it in the end. He looked like he just completely run out of gas. But great finish. But yeah, great, great talent. Even the, like you say, the goal kicking, that penalty he kicked in the second half. Fair distance out that for someone who's not your first choice kicker. He, uh, he, he's been, he has been outstanding. He's got, a, you know, like you said, a big future in front of him. And uh, and who knows if he keeps putting in performances like that. Certainly the England Knights isn't out of his, his reach. And, you know, in a World Cup year, it only takes a couple of injuries and somebody's got to be drafted into squads. Um, so, yeah, no, it was, a, it was a great try, though. Really, really good. And the, uh, the way he fought them off, to the strength to actually just make that space for himself and then and then push away. Brilliant try. And uh, I think most centres in the league would have been proud of that, never mind a back rower. So, yeah, yeah great try. And uh, I, I like that, like you said, we said it a few weeks ago, but something about Warrington, they do this a lot. They, they seem to, they don't, for me, they don't develop enough players for the amount of amateurs seen and everything they've got there. And then when they do, it seems to just let them go. Mm. You know, I mean, Deck Patton's another one now. Gareth O'Brien was there for a while. You know, these these players come through, they do, but they just seem to cast them off. And uh, he's, well, I mean, it's good for us that he has, but, you know, I'm sure even OKR would be, would have been loving to, to keep him last season. But uh, we've done really well to, keep, to get hold of him. And uh, I'm sure the rest of the season will be more or less the same for him. He's just head down and keep playing. Yep. That's all. That's all I want. As long as he keep putting in big performances, then you know that he's going to turn heads uh, in on you know people picking the international squads at the end of the season. Um, we're going to hit back with a Brad uh, with a Brad Singleton try. Um, Paul kind of burrowed his way over. Defense was a bit you know could have been better really. Well, he scored two, didn't he? And they were both very similar. Weren't they off like a short ball and. Yeah, I thought our defence was a bit shaky there, really. I mean, you'd be disappointed to concede them them sort of tries, wouldn't you? But, you know, Wigan had an awful lot of pressure. I mean, they, they had numerous sets of six on our line. Same in the, the start of the second half, we had to weather a bit of a storm. Didn't you? you know you're going to get that. They've got a big pack of forwards, aren't they? And that Singleton's a really big bloke. But I think Richard Marshall will be disappointed there that they've not they've not cut you to pieces with a miracle try. They've, they've gone over and scored something that perhaps you should have defended and perhaps you should have kept out. But uh, we hit back straight away, really, didn't we, with, with, with the Jack Wells I thought he ran a perfect line then. I don't think he'd been on the field very long. If he'd only run about 10 seconds, he'd just come off the bench, hadn't he? And, you know, magic work from Tui Lollaria, that to uh, to set that try up. And there was, he, that took some scoring as well, because when he got to that line, there was some defenders and he showed great strength to get over the line against his, against his former club. 
yeah, great burst uh, from him. Even though I think the I think the announcer called it as Jack Almondroyd, which made yeah. me double to double te- double check at one. Yeah. I was thinking, sure, it was Jack Wells who scored. I thought I was going a bit mad, but Parky fantastic burst, like like. Uh, Paul said, uh, shows what class he's got. Wells has gone un- under the radar for me. Uh, you know, he's playing constantly uh, at great, at great level. Yeah, and obviously he's had that talent for years. You know, that's that's why Wigan snapped him up as a kid. You, they, they, you know, they don't generally sign young lads that aren't good enough. They've they've got enough around the Wigan area to bring in. Never mind one from Salford. So, uh, but yeah, he, he did really well for that. And like like Paul said, uh, to his ball and the way he read the play and seen seen the, you know where he, where he needed his man to be. Was superb, but going back to the to the Wigan try, um, I saw it up close. <laughs> bit of a bit of a story, but I uh, I used binoculars for the first time at the game uh, on uh, on Saturday. Yeah, I think it's well known amongst most people. My eyes aren't brilliant, um, and I had, I had a close up view of it. And at first, I thought, oh, we've held him up, and he did really well, Singleton, to get the ball down. He, we, we can say it was soft from us, and it, it was a little bit, but. He did really well because he could have he could have touched the ball down and done a double movement and he just shown strength and it you know full credit to him for that um, which obviously not great for us but then like you say to strike back again straight away and at that point in the game I actually grew in confidence and thought do you know what they don't scare me we can don't bother me I think we've got enough to take them on mm. we've shown that we could get up the pitch which is a massive thing we haven't done that all year we haven't been able to break teams down down and make you know big meters in sets of six. We've been stuck in our half and then kicking from the you know thirty or forty and getting nowhere. And we we made really good strides to get up, up the pitch several times in that first half. Half uh, forward really bossed it for a bit. Um, and then yeah, like you say, I mean Jack crashes over. I'm sure he, he was absolutely delighted. With that. I'm sure it was a big moment in his career. Um, and, and you know we're on the front foot again. And at that point, I actually yeah, like I say, I thought we can do this. We can beat these. They didn't they didn't look up for it. They didn't fancy it. Park, Park, you mentioned us being able to to make ground uh, more uh, this week, Paul. What, what do you think the difference was? Why, why do you think we made more ground this week than we have in the last few? I think we made more ground against Wigan than St. Helens because I think, judging the two sides, I looked at both teams thinking these are the two best sides in the country. They both played in the grand final last year. And I tell you what, St. Helens in that second half, they stepped up a gear mm-hmm. and a big gear as well. Whereas Wigan didn't, it just seemed to plod along at the same sort of level so out of the two of them I, I was very impressed with Saints and not not that I'm taking anything away from Salford whatsoever didn't think Wigan were that good and I thought yeah we, we've got a real chance in this game and I thought a lot of credit there must go to our pack I thought the forwards played really well and let's say it right we had Lee Mossett missing who's your captain who's a big goal forward man and you had James Greenwood out as well so and, and Andy Acker so there was three big players there who played a key part and the cornerstone of our pack missing I know Wigan had players missing as well but if you add into that Dan Sargison you know you've got four players there that have easily played at the weekend so I think the forwards do an awful lot of credit I think your two wingers Ken Seal Reese Williams as well. I mean, I mentioned him in the report. I think he doesn't get as much credit as he deserves because he's not scoring the tries at the moment, but he's steady Eddie every week. Never drops a ball. I mean, I don't want to curse him now, but he <laughs> takes every pass, takes every kick. He's safe as houses, but he makes a lot of yards where he comes in looking for work and he, he's difficult to stop. Watching him at the weekend, he takes two or three players to tackle him because he's so strong in the tackle. So, yeah, I thought the forwards did well against a, a pack there. Like we've said, Singleton's a big man. Uh, Partington's a big fella. You've got Farrell. They're a big side, Wigan. And I thought we, we dominated their pack for large periods of that game. Yeah, because I think it's a forwards battle, uh, Parky. But like Paul said, you've got your backs that are coming for work and the, you know returning the ball as well. If you can get on the front foot early in the set, it makes a big difference, doesn't it, going forward? Yeah, very much so. That that first return is is usually key. Uh, that's why for me, I mean Sarge has been great at it, but I, I prefer to have an actual fullback playing there. But like Paul said, that our wingers they they return the ball with some force. I mean, Ken Seo's a big lad, really. You know. He's, He's not obviously not the tallest, but strength-wise, he, he takes some stopping. And Reese Williams, it's funny, I was talking to uh, one of the lads this morning about it, and I, I, I singled Williams out as, as for a bit of credit. Um, and like Paul's just said, he doesn't get enough credit for me. He never puts a foot wrong. And there was a lot of talk at the weekend that Burgess may have been back. And so, and, and for me, he's got to earn, any player's got to earn the right to get in the team. And until Williams does something wrong or has an injury, there isn't an opening there for me. Uh, that's the way I see it. I think he's got to stay in. Uh, he's been he's been brilliant. And again, getting that close up of him on uh, on, on Saturday, being on the on the touchline near him, 
you see how much, like, like Paul said, how difficult it is to put him down. Mm. There's not a lot of him, but he's so strong and he doesn't want to die with the ball. He, he, and he's all, when he gets in, he bounces a little bit, just trying to find that gap, trying to put the defender off and make it difficult. Even if there are two or three on him, one of them will fall off the tackle. You know, and if he can do that, if he gets the ball in, in their 10, 20, rather than ours, he's going to cause a lot of problems. But yeah, the, the back line were, were good. But for me, the forwards were... We're absolutely outstanding. I mean, some really big performances from. I mean, Seb again, Ikehifo. What what season he's having? You know, he's only on loan. He could easily, you know, he could be one of them. Could just put his cue on the rack. You know, he's not not a solid player. Hopefully, we we could make it that way for next year. But um, and Paulie Paula made a massive difference the other day. I thought he he, he worked so hard for the team. He perhaps didn't have all the blockbusting runs you'd expect from him. But again, against that Wigan pack, he, he didn't stop. He, defense was everywhere. And then you know, all the, you throw the other guys in Wells and Omroyd and people like that. It was a great effort. And like Paul said, we had players missing, um, and, but we stuck at it. And our forwards really give it Wigan, and I don't think they were expecting it. Yeah, you've got your forwards going forwards. You've got a great quality of of, of backs. No, uh, Kevin Brown this week. Uh, Paul, but you got Deck Patton and Tuilola here. I thought linked up quite well. Patton came in, did a bit, showed you know a little bit of moments. Obviously had his kick charged down, which caused Lee and Farrell to go. So the Wigan to go eighty yards and Farrell to score in in the end. But you know he, he did some good things for me, and and it's promising. He did, he did, and I don't want to sound off it about Kevin Brown because I think Kevin's never let us down as play, but. I think playing with somebody different, Tui Lolly seems to have a bit more freedom. And I must admit, I've probably not been a massive fan of Declan Patton so far, but in the game at the weekend, he looked dangerous every time he had the ball, particularly in the in their 25. And so his short kicking game was pretty good as well. There was a few times where he was a bit unlucky, where it didn't quite come off for him. But on another day, we could have scored some, some tries off that. So perhaps Richard Marshall now will... We'll keep those two together. I'm not sure about Kevin Brown's injury. He didn't look too clever in the St. Helens game. So whether he'll be out for a few weeks, I'm not sure. So if he is going to be out, I think, yeah, perhaps time to, to give those two guys a bit of time together now. You know, if we can keep Danny Addy and Andy Ackers at hooker, uh, and you've got Chris Atkins to play there as well, haven't you? Perhaps leave Patton and... I don't think Patton's a hooker. I don't think that at all. I think if he is anything, he's a halfback. And I thought when we first signed him, he looked to... not say he looked unfit, but he looked a bit top-heavy for me round his chest and that, as if he'd put a bit of weight on to play the hooking role. So, uh, you know, whether he can slim down a bit and, and play in the house, I'm not too sure. But he's definitely got the got the talent for it. And, uh, and yeah, he took the shackles off, off, off Tui as well. So perhaps that's the makings of a, of a good partnership because I think you've got Atkins coming off the bench. Atkins good coming off the bench for me. He's, he's quick. He's, he's dynamic. He's another one. Clever player. Good kicking game as well. And uh, good to have in your team. So, I know people have got a bit impatient with Richard Marshall and he's saying about his selections and things like that, but it's been difficult for him. You've got to learn on the job. I mean, you've not got a load of friendly games to play. You've got to learn as you go through Super League and try these these things out. So uh, I think he's just getting there now and, and, and finding the combinations. Yeah. So, like we said, Liam Farrell hits back for Wigan at 12-10 and then we get a penalty just for half-time to make it 14-10 to go in. Uh, Parker, 14-10 half-time. You know, it was, a, it was a good position to be in, really. Yeah, like I said earlier, I think Wigan were probably lucky to have ten. I really do. I think, like like we said, I mean, just going on, just sorry, going back to what Paul said about Dick Patton as well. I think he needs time. He needs time to play scrum half. He's he's a massive role, and when he's been in and out of the team, and then he's played hooker and he's come off the bench. I think if we give him a, a, a run of games now with with the tour, there might be something there. Mm. It's difficult to drop a player in for a game, especially in that role. You know what I mean? He's he's got the players. He's got to get the players working off him. He's, he's the main man in that. that, that well, in, in the structure, really. Um, and I thought he did okay for his first game back. There's a couple of things, maybe past choices and that kind of thing. But that'll come. He just needs time. He's clearly a talented lad. He, he you know, he always had that little bit of something. But uh, yeah, I think um, I think give him time. Another couple of games, especially. I mean, this week I'm facing Warrington, his his former club. He'd love to get one over on him. You know, a big performance, but. That's up to, to Richard and obviously Kev Brown's injury and so on. But uh, yeah, at half time, I was I was delighted. I think everybody was, you know, everyone was up giving a standing ovation for the effort they gave. Wigan, like I say, don't think deserved ten. You know, they, they got a try where they just crashed over and then this, you know, this lucky bounce and he, he's gone, you know, 70, 80 metres or whatever and somehow managed to score. That, that happens. But I, I thought overall, I thought we controlled the first half. 
Um, and it, I, I noticed Wigan had a, a, a kind of ploy to play to our left wing, Williams and, and, and Levette, and probably thought, well, one's not a centre and one's not the D's lad. They had Hardacre out there to, to run at him. Every time he got snuffed out. I mean, Harvey Levette, again, his defence was incredible. The amount of times he one on one, he just hammered the player and put him down, stopped them playing. And I think we're going to have time, and Adrian Lamb would have gone in and thought, how are we going to get around these? How are we going to act? Because, like Paul said earlier, they weren't creating anything. You know, it was two opportunist tries, really. But they, as a team, they, did, they didn't really worry us. Um, and I was delighted at our time. And I, I, I was getting text messages from all, all over saying, best quality we've had. And, you know, we couldn't disagree. And everyone was buzzing at half time. So we keep this up. We'll, we'll win this. Um, and to, to the credit, I think they did keep it up. But, you know, you don't always get the results you deserve. But uh, no, great to go in half time winning against a team like Wigan. Um, the sun was shining. We, I thought, this, you know, it's our day, this. Yeah, it did feel like, like that. But it, it wasn't in the end. And I, I, I look about that, back at that second half, Paul. And didn't start off well. We knocked on in the first set and it kind of like put pressure on us. Wigan sat on our line for a bit and we, we took a lot, we, we used a lot of gas, I, I thought, during that period, which kind of showed at the back end of, of, of that second half, I feel. Yeah, it did. The, I, I wrote that in my notes in, in the game. They had a, we weathered a big storm there at the start of that second half. Wigan had an awful lot of ball. I think we put a bit of pressure on ourselves, didn't we? And then, I was thinking to myself in the first half when we kicked that penalty goal to put us six nil up. I thought, how oh, should we run that there? Mm-hmm. And then there was one in the second half that put us sixteen ten up when we was fourteen ten. Yeah. And I know hindsight, as they say, is a wonderful thing. And after the game, it's all right. Saying we should have done this, we should have done that. But sometimes, it, I don't know. You get a gut feeling, think we need to run this here because we've got these buggers on the ropes. And and I, and I did think that, but I'm not saying we ran out of gas. It, I think Wigan just timed it right, didn't they, really? And just going back to what Parky said, the, the two tries they scored in the first half, the one where that Harry Smith went through, and let's have it right, he's a cracking young player. Very, very fortunate, I thought. I mean, you could say, oh, it's a great pass to Liam Farrell. It wasn't. It was a, it was a, he chucked that ball out there, and it, it, it was a desperate pass that landed. <laughs> and, and, and all credit to him, you know, it, it, was, it, was, it was good to watch. Um, well, it was painful to watch, but it was, it was exciting stuff. But, uh, but no, I, I thought that they just... They just grind results out, don't they? They just hang in there and, and, and keep going and keep going. And uh, the try that they did score came on the back of a mistake. Ken Seal dropped the ball, didn't he? And I think it was the first or second tackle. A bit of an unforced error for me. And, you know, he doesn't make many of those. And we, we just couldn't hold the line, could we? And Singleton again, I only saw it live. I've not seen any replays, but it was a short ball, wasn't it? And difficult to defend against a big man like that. Big man, tired bodies, Parker. Um, at 16 all, I thought. There's only going to be one winner here. Yeah, I, I turned, uh, I turned to my brother at, at that point and said, "You know what's happening? You know what's coming?" And I knew exactly who was going to get it. And oh, there was no doubt. Um, they worked themselves into a decent position, but again, I think it was off the back of a, a poor refereeing decision that got them up the park, got them up there. Um, very disappointed. You know, Paul mentioned before about the, uh, the Eliza Taylor one. Again, happened right in front of me. I still can't work out. What the, where the referee's got his decision from, how he's took it back to a certain point. Because um, if it, 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 what happened or what he said happened, they'd have the, the advantage and should have just played on anyway. I didn't quite understand what he'd given in, in that situation. But, it, you know, they kicked the ball back up the pitch again. Um, was that the one where but, he stole the ball off him? Yeah. Right, cause I think yeah, what it was, we knocked on, so then they get like a free play. So... We then stole the ball on the free place. They don't get an advantage. So you have to go back. Did we knock on? We knocked on, yeah. I don't remember us knocking on at that we did. point. They had the that ball. Was the, that was they the decision. They had the ball, didn't they? Yeah, they had the ball. Yeah, but I'm we sure had the... We, I'm, 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 I'm going to watch on Red Devils TV when it comes out in the next couple of days. But I'm, I'm in my head, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that it was like a, a kick in the air and it was a coming together. And I'm sure we kind of spilt the ball forward. They picked the ball up and then we tried to rip the ball out. Might be on my imagination playing tricks on me, but I think that's what happened. Well, I, I, I didn't see it that way at the time. I don't, I don't remember thinking, ah, that's a knock-on play. You know, we'll, we'll see where it goes. But maybe, maybe I missed it. I don't know. But uh, going back to what Paul said before about that penalty in the first half, we went for the two. Again, I turned to my brother and said, I'd run this. Mm. I, I, 
four to six didn't make a great difference in the scoreline. We had Wigan on the on the ropes a little bit. And there are times in games like when you're playing against a good team like Wigan that you might not touch the ball for another 20 minutes after that. You know, you, you make a mistake when you get the ball back. Anything can happen. For me, at that point in the game, I thought that was the wrong decision. If we won the game by two, then great. But you always felt that Wigan were going to be in it somewhere. If we could have stretched our lead to 10 or whatever, you know what I mean? That that would have been a bit of a killer at that point. Um, but anyway, that's, you know, that's, that's the way it goes. But... Um, no, uh, Jacko came back like uh, O'Brien did the other week to, to break our hearts. He was a good drop goal from a fair distance, but the only disappointing thing for me was he wasn't under any pressure. When he caught that ball, he had, he had acres of space and time to, to make his decision. Um, but he set it up well, full, you know, full credit to him. And again, well done to Jacko for hitting it as much as it hurts. Um, but, and I thought we contained him for most of the game, by the way. I thought we'd actually kept him out of the game really well. Um but you knew it was, you just had that feeling it wasn't going to be our day in that way. Because, like I said earlier, just that rub of the green that we need, you know, it, they couldn't have dropped in the build up to that. He couldn't, you know, he couldn't have took the drop goal, it'd gone wider at the post or anything like that. It sailed through over the over the post, actually. It didn't even, mm. you know, it went over the H's completely. I don't even know where it ended up. Um, but yeah, good composure from the guy. And that's what you get from real quality, isn't it? But uh, heartbreaking. And we still had time, really, to get back into it. But it just wasn't going to go our way. Yeah, I, I thought we dug in at that point. Um, yeah. And I, I was talking to my dad um, sort of after the game. And he said that the he thought the Wigan fullback knocked on after Levette had kicked to him. I was on the other side of the pitch, about 80 yards away behind him. So I can't comment on that. I don't know where you, where you were, Packer. Did you, you have a better view of it than I did? I don't really. No, I don't. I don't. I was in the. I was in the West Stand. Right. Um, I was like second row as well, so it was a little bit. You don't always get yeah. an ideal, an ideal view. Um, is he was so in the I South Stand, and the South Stand he yeah, said the, said erupted because they saw it. And it's another one where now we've got Red Devils TV, and now we get to see the game again. You can rewind it and have a look, which is great. Yeah, I think at one point, wasn't there a, a player in touch as well? That, yeah, it that was, was that one. Not seen by the linesman or something. Yeah. I, these are these are the little things that you can't... See, these are the things for, for someone like Richard Marshall that he can't control them. Yeah. Everything he could and the team could control the other day, we did, you know, to, to the letter. And he, he, he'll be, he would have been delighted with him at the end of the game. He's not much... I said at the end, you can't ask for more than that in a performance. We gave everything we could with players missing. In key players and players like you say, like Mossop and Sarge and, and Akers, who would give us that experience in, in key moments in games that maybe we just we didn't have on the pitch at that time. And I think we, we've just got to look at that now and build on that. Show them, show them the video again. Let them see. But we we play like that most weeks. We'll you know we'll be fine. We'll be okay. I, I saw enough there the other day that's relieved a lot of my concerns. I think um, and our results today as well. Haven't left us in a great position in the table as such, but there's a long way to go. We've got a lot of beatable teams to play, and we play like that. We'll we'll be absolutely fine. Yeah, you've got to play your own game and not look at what other teams are doing. That's the the the, the thing now, uh, Paul. You obviously Richard Marshall and the team are starting to, to click a bit, and and obviously defeat against Wigan isn't isn't the end of the world. We can go on to bigger and better things off the back of that. Yeah, but in a, in a word of caution though, you've got to, you've got to raise your game again next week now. You know, Super League's like that every week. You can't just say, oh, yeah, we played really well against Wigan and lost by a point and put the queue on the rack for the next month. You can't do that. You've got to step up next week against Warrington. And just going back a bit, rewinding a bit, I was going to jump in before, but I didn't want to interrupt you. You know about the penalty goals because maybe to do with that, we're a team that's a bit low on confidence, I think, at the moment. And perhaps a team that's winning matches would have run it there. We've not scored loads of points this season, and I can see I can see now why we perhaps did go for goal. So, you know, it's about building that confidence. And that game at the weekend will have gone real far in building confidence because they come up short there and they deserve a pat on the back. Played tremendously well in a game against a really good side, and that's only going to do the confidence of the world of good. Warrington's going to be, you know, a different proposition on Thursday. They've got some class players as well, haven't they? And like to throw the ball around. But I like to think sometimes Warrington are not as disciplined as Wigan and St. Helens. Don't seem to be to me. They, you seem to have a better chance sometimes of getting a result against them. And we have done it in the past. We, we, we've seemed to do OK against them. And I like Parky's idea of Declan Patton. I think if he's ever going to have a good game for Salford, it's going to be on Thursday <laughs> night against Warrington. So uh, 
So, yeah, um, but yeah, we, we've definitely got to be consistent now. You, you've got to carry on that now. And when you do play, no disrespect to Wakefield and Hulk and teams like that, Huddersfield, when you play those sides, you've got to play like you're playing Wigan and St. Helens because these teams are improving as well. Huddersfield have absolutely battered Lee today in, in, in a game at Lee. So they're winning matches. Hulk Air have, have won some good games. Wakefield have won today as well. So, you know, teams, I don't think there's a lot between the teams in Super League. Obviously, St. Helens look the best side, don't they? But the rest of the teams, pretty even really, aren't they? So, uh, you can't afford to go into a match undercooked is, is what I'm trying to point. I'm going around the houses a bit here, but that's the point I'm trying to make, yeah. Yeah, I think I think what it is, it, it's, it's when you're like, we're talking about the penalties thing, it's it's the psychological side of the game because if you don't go over, everyone just deflates, don't they? And it's and that's, at that point, they're thinking, kick the two edges further away. I know as fans, you're thinking, let's, cut, let's go for the throat, but if you don't convert that chance and they come up, they clear their lines, uh, Paul. Kind of, bit of a de- gets a bit of a downer, which might affect the next set. Yeah, he's a you dares, isn't it? I suppose yeah. at the end of the day, you can you can take a penalty goal and then you, you you're having the ball kicked back to you. Yeah, you make a mistake in front of your own sticks. They've got the ball, so it's a, it, it's 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 one of those, and it? it depends. I think a lot of the time, when you've got confidence running through your team, you believe you're going to score in every set, don't you? I mean, you go back to 2019, our run to the grand final. We wouldn't kick penalty goals. They would have run it. Uh, but that's the way that you're playing at the time. At the moment, we're a team low on confidence. And, you know, in a couple of weeks' time, we might be scoring tries and then we might run it. So, it's a, it's a tough one. That I, You say in the game, you're in the crowd, you go, oh, you need to run it, you need to run it. And you get people putting their fingers in the air saying, take the two. It depends. You're not down on the pitch, eh? You don't know what's going on down yeah. there. So, um, it, there's, there's never, I don't think there's ever a right answer, is there, to that? No, I think, I think you, you're right in what you're saying. I think... If we thought as a team we were going to dominate most of the possession and territory in that game, then taking two points is, is the right thing to do. Because mm. every time you get down, there's a chance you might get another penalty and go again. You know what I mean? For me, the way we've been, I think we've got to take our chances when we can. Um, the four to six didn't make a huge difference at that point, And that was a little bit of an issue. And, and like I say, you, you look at it, that we're probably thinking, at that point, we'll, we might not touch the ball again for a while. There, you know, it could be some. You know, we we like Paul as we said, we drop the ball in our half, and then we're going to dominate from there, and we don't get another chance, and that then points could come in handy. But I think it is a, it is a confidence thing, and I think if you you know you're going to be on the front foot and you are going to get another chance in that game, then then tap it and go and, and do whatever. But you know, at the moment, it's a case of get points on the board. You never know; we might be looking get another one, or you know, score a try and we, we stretch that lead again. Just didn't happen that way as, as such, but um, no, it, it is a tough one, and it's got to be it's a decision made on the pitch at that at that moment, and, and from the coaching staff. And again, it was fairly early in the game, really, at that point when we did take that that penalty. Um, you don't know what's going to happen here for the rest of the match, so you know who am I to say who's right and wrong? But it, it, yeah, it's just one of those. I thought at that very moment in time, we had them a little bit on the ropes, and we could have capitalised. Who knows? We might have dropped it first play. We can pick the ball, go down the other end. So, you know, like I say, hindsight's a wonderful thing. It is, it is, Parker. Um, I spoke to Richard Marshall after the game, uh, and this is what we had to say. Coach's corner. All right, Ricky, it's Rob. Hey, Rob. Uh, defeat today against Wigan. Talk us through it. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was. A, it was a close contest. Something that we've not really experienced before um, and uh, I thought we, we we rolled the punches really well I thought we, at times we were very good especially with the ball I thought our attack was pretty good uh, defended our line but we had a couple of blips there in around the middle uh, where they got over too easy um, off the back of probably not not doing what we said we were going to do at half time which was complete the first couple of sets kick the ball and uh, and put them in corners and we couldn't we couldn't we couldn't manage to do that but you know what we were th- two or three minutes away from 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 winning the game, but well, we were drawing, weren't we? At the time, we needed something out, something else to go our way. Yeah, you talk about the smarts a lot. Do you think that ultimately won that won the game for Wigan? Yeah, they've got a, they've got a solid team, haven't they? Of internationals, experienced players, played in grand finals, uh, everything that goes with that. We've we've got a really really dogged workman like team, and uh, we're, we're learning some tough lessons at the moment. And um, 
Yeah, and it's not nice, and it, it, the, the taste is not nice in our mouth. But at the same time, we've we've got to dust ourselves down and go again against Warrington. Yeah, you must have been impressed with the intense levels and the discipline today. Yeah, well, a lot better, you know, and a lot better in a, in a lot of areas. I think our completion was up around 80%, 79%, 80%, which is where it needs to be. Um, our, I think we won the penalty count, which we've not said that many times this year. I thought we, as I said, I thought our defence, we knew exactly what was what was happening defensively. We looked organised, uh, just clinical with the ball. Yeah, we just need to be better with the ball. Yeah, Harvey Levet impressed again. A try and, and some goals. Uh, you know, he's a great talent. He is, he's good. And uh, yeah, I, we didn't use him last week and I thought we uh, we got the benefit of, of a fresh, invigorated Harvey Levet and yeah, he's goal kicking and kicking and doing his job and he looks a handful. He's he's, he's, he's a big, solid lad and uh, yeah, we, you know, we just need another 16, <laughs> really. That's all. Yeah, Morgan Escalade back in the side as well, Declan Patton. I think they linked up really well. They did, yeah, they did all right. We did it. We did all right. It looked we'd had one session, so um, for Morgan to come in and, and do a good job, and again he was limping around at the end of the game, and then uh, and obviously Deck, yeah, he had some nice touches within that. Uh, but it, you know it, it'll be better for that for that uh, that game today. Yeah, Warrington on Thursday, short turnaround, uh, but you're hoping you'll be able to put up a summer farmers not blue in this time. Let's hope so. Let's hope so. We can take we can go toe to toe with another top team at the top of the table. Uh, learn from our mistakes, learn from our errors. Um, our effort will, will be there. It won't. That will never be questioned. To, uh, just to make sure that we can seal the game. Cheers, Rick. Good luck. Thank you. So that was Richard Marshall talking to myself after the game, and he talked about how close the contest was, uh, Paul. And, and obviously, we've had a few uh, close contests over the week, over the last few weeks, and he, he was quite happy that we're we're kind of in that process now of competing in games. Yeah, and he, and he should be as well. He should be a lot happier. I mean, if you go back a, a month or so, and you know, we, we go back to that league game, even though we won that game, people were coming away from it saying, "God, it was awful. It was one of the worst games I've ever seen." But you got <laughs> two points from it, so I think the side's grown in confidence since then, week by week, um, and, and we're starting to to see these sort of shining lights coming through now, aren't we? And you know. <laughs> It's difficult. What we played eight games, is it now? Seven games, eight games, and is it seven or eight? I can't remember now. Eight. Lost six one one, haven't we? So um yeah, out of the seven. So it's not the best start to, to the season, is it? But we've had some tough fixtures and I think we're starting to see signs that we can we can do something. Now obviously we've got some big games coming up. It's Warrington this week. I think we play OK, Huddersfield coming up as well. So there's some matches there where we, we need to win. You know, if we lose those games then then yeah, people have every right to be to be frustrated and uh and what have you. So time will tell over the next few weeks. But he, Richard's, you know, for me, he deserves a bit of credit. He's, he's starting to build something there at Salford. And I've seen people on social media getting on his case and whinging and moaning. And, you know, it was the first game at the weekend. And I could see people after the Saints game slagging him off. And I thought, if you're going to turn up on Saturday and start booing the coach, you need to get behind him. You've not been to a game for 14 months. You need to get behind the team and get behind the coach. And, and I think we did yesterday. I think the supporters were great. They got behind the side. Fantastic atmosphere. And, yeah, just come up short. And I think everybody leaving the ground at the end of the game understood that. Um, and they understood that the boys gave 100%. And that's all you can ask. Yeah, Parky, you talked about learning tough lessons and, and sort of character building. And that's the kind of step you have to take if you want to go from a, a nearly team to a playoff team. Yeah, very much so. I mean, again, at the end of the game, I walked away and it was nice to be disappointed because it's a game we could have won rather than being disappointed because... We just didn't compete. We didn't do whatever. The signs there of improvement have been have been unbelievable. Certainly over the last few weeks, and maybe we we talked we talked about it last week that you know is he now starting to put his his mark on the team? What does a Richard Marshall team look like? Well, if it looks like that, I think we'll all be pretty happy. You know, we have had a tough start. I mean, we played the two grand finalists basically three games up. Other teams have probably had easier and steadier starts. Um, so it has it has been tough, and it, it's hard to when you're playing at St. Helens and you're playing against Wigan to put your who you want to play into into a, into a game with a, an inexperienced squad or a squad that's not perhaps yours or whatever. It is difficult, and and the, the you know the time to start judging is it towards the end of the season and think did we do well enough in other games against you know I don't know how you say it really not lesser opposition but you know they're, they're not the Wigan and the Saints and the Warringtons of this of this league. Um, but yeah, he's got. He's so encouraged by what he's seen, and 
And there were, there were just things there in attack that seemed to, to flow a little bit better. You know, we didn't, there weren't players just getting trapped with a ball with no one to pass to looking around. Well, who's getting it now? It was a case of everybody seemed to know the role. Um, the forwards got a role on, they, they created create a great platform. Um, and, and like I say, all along, I mean, it just needs a bit of luck. And I, I don't know, has he done something to a black cat or what? I'm not sure. <laughs> he's, he's had the best of luck so far with players' injuries and suspensions and, and then the odd decision going against us. But it'll turn these things down. Um, you generally get, you know, at some point they'll come back in your favour. And let's, you know, it's, it could happen in the, these key games that we've got coming up. Um, so yeah, no, it's he, obviously frustrated that he didn't get the the two points against a, a great team. But you know, he, he's got to be delighted with that. Uh, big thanks for your three-word match reports, man. The matches, I said smarter moments needed. Pattern, uh, Ricky P and his dogs in sale said much improved performance to it. Colin Wilson, very encouraging signs. Harvey Levette. Paul Sly, wasn't happy with the referee, to it. Ernie, Ernie, he wasn't happy with Childs either. Uh, we talked about the referee and, and the 50-50 decisions. Obviously, if you've got access to, to our RDTV, uh, when they put the game on, you'll be able to have a look and, and see whether it was right or wrong. Uh, Colin Reynolds, very unlucky soul for Tui. Mark Scott, much improved performance. Escali. Natalie Taylor, not far off Tui. Louis, Lewis. Escalate, Liver and Patton all contenders for man of the match. You can only have one, though, Lewis. Uh, Richard Martin, much, much better. Lola here. Paul, you said very exciting game. Harvey Livet. Yeah, I couldn't. I always find it hard to think of something explosive in three words. So, yeah, <laughs> I thought it was an exciting game, to be honest. I was racking my brains. I always find it hard to come up with an headline for the match reports and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's first thing that comes to my head. But, no, I thought Harvey Levette played really well. And I think there was, there was a whole host of names I could have gone for, really. Like, like the listeners are saying there, you know, two with all had, had an excellent game, didn't he? And uh, I think Declan Patton played really well. And Reese Williams on the wing, we've mentioned. Some of the forward efforts as well. Jack Wells was good. So, yeah, Harvey Levette just stood out for me, I think, with his try and his goal kicking. And his defence as well, I think he's a real solid defender. John Waite, attack much improved, Tui, um, CNR, Paulie, Paulie is man of the match, Was he said it was by a country man, Mile Paul King, uh, director said, miss you, we missed you, and his, uh, his man of the match was us supporters, Parker, it was great to be back in the AJ Bell Stadium, I think it was great that we're all kind of surrounded the pitch as well, I thought it helped the atmosphere, um, I don't know how that's going to go on moving forward, but um, I think it helped certainly in, in the enjoyment of the game. It did. We, we commented on that during the game. It actually seemed, even though obviously the, the, the numbers were restricted, seemed like a bigger crowd than we normally get yeah. for some reason. I think, I think it was the fact that all the stands were open and occupied. Uh, I couldn't see what obviously what the West Stand looked like, the main stand. I, I was sat in there, but the others, you know, it looked really good. It was a nice sort of spacing of everybody, even, you know, in the East Stand was, was you know, looked good. Um, but yeah, it, it, was, it was a good atmosphere, wasn't it? I think the weather helped a bit because it held off during the game, you know, um, and, and obviously the game itself creates that. I mean, if you're getting beat 40 nil, it's it's not the best place to be, is it? Um, but no, it was, it was really good. It was great to see people again, faces, you know, at the end of the game going around and probably not exactly great in this COVID environment, but a lot of hugs going on and that kind of thing. I know we can now, but we've got to be careful. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it was great. And it was a really good atmosphere. And, and it, 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 you know, it's nice to see. I think I was a little bit, not upset, but put off by the fact that there's going to be away fans there. I thought this was our chance to get one over on Wigan, put pressure on the referee as a as a crowd. But you know they had their their numbers behind the sticks and a few in the in the main stand as well. Um, but it did create a good a good atmosphere in the end, and it was good to see. Uh, Tony Frame buying into Marshall, Polly Polly, David Esk Esclay must play Polly Polly. Your mate Royal Abbey, great team effort, Harvey Levet, uh, Duncan Duncan, Rob Rob Robbed. Craig Carter, Reds are rising to it. Patrick Conley, best performance yet, Levette. Eric Rawson, very good performance, Levette. Uh, my mate Noddy, ten times better with Levette. Kevin Longworth, escalate every game. And his man of the match was Escali. I, th I think he, he, he played well and it definitely puts a sort of selection headache into Richard Marshall's head uh, there, Paul. Because obviously we have a, quite a lot of people who can play fullback and he's played... Two games against Wigan, and both were very good. Parker, as Paul goes and plugs himself into the mains, uh, what, what do you think? 
Yeah, I think it, I mean, I've been crying out for him anyway. I'm not I'm not always a fan of players playing out of position. I know Saad can do a job at fullback. Obviously, he's want an option this week, but for me, it's you play. I mean, he's an international fullback at the same point. He knows the game, and he as an attacking player, he's always looked really good. And if that's the way we're going to play the game, then he's got to play. I thought it was excellent um, for most of the game. He was a passionate player that didn't come up when he took such and you know, but. Again, another player that needs games. He's gonna, he's gonna take time. Um, but I thought, I thought he did well. Yeah, and I think he's got, he needs a run. That's, that's the thing now. Um, obviously, Elliot Kier now going on to, to pastures new, and Sarge won't be there for a couple of weeks. It, it's his to, it's his spot to lose now for me. If he puts in performances like that for the next couple of weeks, you know, Sarge when he comes back, he's going back into the centre if he can get in. If um, you know, if Avi Lavette doesn't make that centre spot, he's on. So you know, it's a good position to be in. These players have got. A, perform to keep the spot because they'll get replaced straight away um, but yeah he played he played well the other day he is, he is a threat he's got a little bit of pace about him a nice step um, so yeah uh, I, I was very encouraged to see him Luke Keane many wrong decisions Lahaba Levet and the final one Andrew worried about fitness Williams have you have you plugged yourself into the mains now is it all powers go now Paul yeah, it is. I didn't realise. I, I wasn't to charge me my iPad up, but it, it soon drains it, doesn't it? Doing doing this sort of stuff. So I'm glad it warmed me then. Ten percent. I don't know how long that lasts you for, but um, but yeah. Just going back to what you said there um, regarding uh, like Dan Sargeson and Escare as well. We've got we mentioned it before. We touched on Joe Burgess, didn't we? I mean, I think you called him rolled a Rolls Royce winger, Rob. You did. That was your your quote, wasn't it, at the start of the season? And he's a very very exciting player, but at the moment. Like you said, he don't he don't get in that team for me no. at the moment. He's gonna to have to work his way, but that's a good thing to have. That is gonna put so much pressure now and good pressure on Reese Williams and Ken Seal to play well in the next couple of games. So you can't argue with that. And I think with Dan Sargeson as well, Harvey Lavette now in the centres, Callum Watkins, they're gonna be busting a gut now to play well against Warrington because they know they're gonna have him breathing down the neck. He's had one game suspension, so he'll have the one Warrington game, the one after that. Then he'll be back in the selection, won't he? So uh, so yeah, I think that for me is a coach's dream having having those sort of scenarios. Yep, so that's our look back at the Wigan defeat. I'm quite looking at the time, quite conscious of being, being going on an hour. So I'm thinking that I might put uh, the Paul Trainer podcast out as a separate one because obviously it's been quite a long podcast as it is and, and we don't want another sort of half an hour on top of this. Uh, I know it's great, there'll be you know people that listen, but an hour and a half would be quite long. So what we'll do, uh, we'll now we'll talk about the big game against Warrington on Thursday. It's time for the Devil of the Detail Review. So, Parky, Warrington Thursday, full of excitement. Got back at the AGA Bell Stadium after you know big performance against Wigan. Hopefully, we can back it up again on Thursday against Wire. Yeah, yeah. Like I said earlier, perform like we did on on Saturday, and we've got a great chance of turning a lot of teams over, especially at home. Um, it, it, it's a big game. We have got strange a strange record against Warrington. We seem to go on runs against them, don't we? Uh, it's five in a row at one point and things like that. You never know. And like Paul said earlier, you don't know what you're getting from Warrington. They're, they're a great team. Got some brilliant individuals who are all banging form at the moment. They look really good. Another great result for them yesterday against Cass. Um, but there's always something. You always think there's a chink in their armour somewhere that you can get at them. Uh, and if things don't go their way, they, they seem to switch off a little bit. Whether that's changed this year, I, I, you know, I haven't seen enough of them to to say. But they're a great team, really good, some top class individuals. I mean, whether he seems to be in the form of well, certainly his spell at, at Warrington and some of the best rugby I've seen him play. Um, and they're they're a, they're a really good team. Very, they'll be very very tough to beat. But providing we've got no injuries, you know, no no real bumps and bruises, um, we can feel more or less the same side. And uh, the likes of Dick Patton and, and Harvey Levet with points to prove. Uh, I think it'll be an exciting game and I think it'll be another another nail-biter. I really do. Yeah, Warrington are a good side. Uh, Paul got some good players. Gareth Widdup, Blake Austin, Daryl Clark, stars all around. Be a derby game as well. It'll be good to sort of get one over on Warrington uh, on Thursday. 
They've got class all over the, the park, haven't they? And I mean, for a number of years now, you can probably rewind back about 15 years and, and every season they, they seem to sign these world-class names and you're thinking, oh, why has he gone to Warrington? But they've got that magnet now, haven't they? They've got a decent you know fan base that follow them there and they do they do well. You know, just thinking before, I was going to mention before, you're talking about the, the young players that they tend to let go. I think, yeah, they, they do because they seem to bring in these these superstar names, don't they, sometimes, Warrington? They've got a whole host. You know, Greg Inglis has come in this season and I don't know whether we'll see him Thursday because I believe, I heard in the, the press, I think Gary Carter was saying he was in hospital, wasn't he? So I don't know what's up with, with Greg. So uh, that'd be a shame if we don't get to see a player of his quality. So, so yeah, there's no doubt they're a fantastic side. But without being disrespectful to them over the years, I've always felt Warrington's had a bit of a, bit of a soft underbelly. Not been quite as tough as St. Helens and Wigan. You go to St. Helens, you never get anything because they're so professional. They don't give you a bean. You go to Warrington, they'll try and they'll try and score more than you, won't they? They're not. They've not always had that pride in the defence. That you know, they're more like the Kevin Keegan way, aren't they? Oh, we'll beat you five four or whatever. They seem to have that mentality about them, like a swashbuckling sort of style that they have. And I'm hoping that's going to be the sort of way they're going to play on Thursday night against us. And I'm just hoping we've got enough in us to score more points than them because there's no doubt about it that they've got the players to score points. So it, it should make another fascinating game and another entertaining. I can't wait for Thursday. I think it's going to be a great game. Talking about Kevin Keegan, Parkey, I'd love it if we beat them. Love it. He's <laughs> <laughs> funny that your Paul said that. I was going to say that they kind of remind me of the Newcastle of uh, <laughs> you know that period where they, they, they had a you know, great team. But like you say, they're always going to concede somewhere along the line. Um, but no, again, like like Paul said, going back years now, probably since the start of Super League and before, you know, certainly the likes of Alfie Langer and people like that, they just have that every year. They bring in some some big name, and it's never never really works for them as such. I mean, you know, I don't want to I don't want to bring it up. Well, I do. It was the last time they won the league. You know, it's in the fifties. It's, it's ridiculous for a club like Warrington, who are, are always at the top table of rugby league, always signing great players, always you know, proper hotbed of the game and. Just seem to fall short all the time. I don't really know what it is. I know they've had a good run in cups over recent years, but um, yeah, they're they're an odd side, they're not club in that way. But um, they're, they're building something at the moment. I think, and I think in the next couple of years you'll see a, a real challenge for uh, from them. And uh, I mean, like I said, we're and like I said, Blake Austin, two 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 cracking players. Um, they've lost a few with. With injury, I think I know Paul mentioned English, um, but I mean Steph Ratchford's in there, a player who you know, we I think as Salford fans will always have a high regard for. He was a he was a cracking player for us, and he was only just coming through really at the time when he was uh, cruelly stolen from us. But um, yeah, they've got some real entertainers, but there's always something about them that's just just gives you that bit of hope. I mean, there is a, there is that that if they do get away from you, they can cut loose. If they start having a bit of freedom around the park and things don't go for you, and only scored nearly 40, I think, against Cass yesterday. They, they, you know, they have got some great strike players, but we've just got to concentrate on what we do. And we, we seem to cut out 90% of the errors we've been making on, on Saturday. Um, if we can continue that and maybe get the odd decision going our way, it, it could, you know, it could be a good night. I know it's on it's on Sky, isn't it? It'd be nice to, to show the rest of the league that. Yeah, we are. We're not, you know, we're not struggling as as people think. We're actually building something. It's just going to take a little bit of time, but take a big scalp, big name like this, and people start looking at you a bit differently. I know I've got two of the biggest sort of historical rugby rugby brains in front of me now. Is has Warrington ever been relegated? I know they're no. sort of consistently, averagely good, mm. but I don't think they've ever been bad. And I think that's a that's a thing we've got to look at that. You know, we we say uh, you haven't won anything for since whatever it was, nineteen fifty odd, but they've always been good, average to good. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember uh, was it two thousand and three when we got relegated? Yeah, or two uh, and the, the, the two thousand two. Yeah, and we we went there and didn't they have signs up saying 100, 100 years yeah. in the top flight or something? Yeah. ten years in the top flight. So that's never changed. They've never gone anywhere, and they, they they certainly won't be doing for the foreseeable. No. Um, yeah, they've always, I mean that's it. That's the thing about Warrington. It is a a proper hot better rugby league. Mm. There's no football really to interfere with them as such. You know, it's sort of split down the middle a little bit, isn't it, between the Merseyside clubs and the Manchester clubs in Warrington when it comes to football. But realistically, the main focus of the whole town is is on the rugby team. Um, yeah, so it is it is a bit of an odd one. 
uh, they made grand finals and not not won them. And but you know, they, I mean, who knows? This could be their year. They've definitely got got the quality in there to do it. They've got squad depth. Um, you know, they've got a man like Greg Inglis in the ranks who, if he can pull back the form that he's shown a few years back back in Australia, he's he's devastating. Um, and I'm sure when Paul said it's you know it's a shame we won't get might not get to see him. I'm not sure our team would think the same. I think we'd be absolutely delighted not to see him. Yeah. Whoever's going to face him, whether it be Lavette or, or Callum Watkins, um, he, he's he's a monster of a man, isn't he? He's in the Malmeninga mode in many ways, and I'd be delighted if he's not there. If he's in the stand and I can see him, I'll go right. That I'm near a great player, but uh, I don't want him on the pitch. No, no. If if it can be helped, but I'm, I I I'll back any of our centres against him as a over an eighty minute period. So we'll we'll see what happens. Um, score predictions. I'll go for you first, uh, Paul. What's your what's your prediction? And uh, do you have a actually do you have a weather forecast or do you not go that far ahead? Um, I thought I thought it was gonna be dry on Thursday, but every day seems to have rain at the moment, doesn't it? I mean, just looking at the window now, it's absolutely tipping down here in Boston. It's uh, been a bit naff. I mean, Saturday wasn't a bad day, was it? Nope. It was uh, was okay, wasn't it? I mean, I walked to the ground from. Uh, from Peel Green at the cemetery on um, Saturday, get me steps in, and uh, surprise, how, how dry it stayed. So, have I got a story? No, I've not really thought about it yet because you caught me on the off on a Sunday night. So, um, I'm gonna. I think there might be a few points in this game. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I'm gonna go for a nice scoring one. I'm gonna go Salford twenty eight, Warrington twenty four. Twenty eight, twenty four. Paul, if that comes in, make sure you go and speak to the underworld before every game. Um, Paul, Parky, next one. What do you think? Oddly enough, he's just he just stole what I actually had wrote down. Oh. He's just nicked my scoreline. Um, Great I'll, minds, that Parky. Yeah, yeah. Or, or just idiots sticking together. It could be one of the other, couldn't it? And, um, and I, did, I did say, my prediction last week, that it would be separated by one point, oh. although it went the wrong way. Yeah. But I was close. You were close. Um, I'll, I'll think we've got a real chance. I'm really encouraged. I might be getting carried away by one performance. Who knows? But I'll, now Paul's nicked me score. Um, I'll go. I think there'll be another drop goal somewhere along the line. So I'll say 23-18 to Salford. You were close, Barky, but not as close. as Was it Inu missing a goal or kicking a goal, Paul, that made the difference? He kicked it. Oh, close. Stops us getting the blooming Nando's, isn't it? The bugger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Parkett, 23-18. I'm going to go... 23-18. I'm going to go Salford. Let's be sensible this week. Let's not go mad. Yeah. yeah We're all going 20s, aren't yeah. we? So, I'm going to go Salford, 16, Warrington, 10. I think it'd be a low-scoring affair. Um, and I think Livet to score the winner against his former club. That's the most sensible score prediction I think you've ever come up with in all the time we've been doing the podcast. You can only pluck it out of the air from somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Must be a Sunday night thing. That, that, su- I don't know what's going on there. It's, yeah. It's not, 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 yeah, normally. It's the longer it goes on, Parker. The longer the, long, the, longer the week goes on, the more excited I get about it. So Sunday's, Sunday's reasonable. We'll go reasonable score lines on Sundays. <laughs> we can never say your glass is uh, half empty, Rob. It's always full to the top, <laughs> full to the brim. Mostly beer. Yeah, <laughs> mostly. So that's the end of this week's uh, this week's podcast. Uh, Parking up a great show. Quite enjoyed uh, talking about. Uh, obviously, didn't jump. Well, we got beat, didn't we? But quite quite good dissecting it and, and seeing what what happened. Yeah, yeah, it's obviously a, a difficult one. Well, different one tonight because obviously we don't know what's going to happen in the week. Injuries and everything else that will probably go on. You know, there'll be some some story will come out. So we've not had that to, to discuss. But it was good, good to come off the back of a performance. That was that was the main thing. It's about building, and it's. I've said it before. It's it's not about getting beat. You know, I've had forty odd years of getting beat. It's how you get beat, and we we you know that could have gone our way. And uh, fingers crossed this week. This is the one that turns it for us. Yeah, another great show, Paul. Obviously, we've got the the the, the Paul Trainer podcast. Obviously, hoping our listeners tune into that as well. It was a great interview and uh, be well worth a listen. 
Yeah, certainly will, yeah, and, and just echoing what Paul said there, I'm looking forward to Thursday night, it'll be a cracking game, and yeah, I, I walked out of the ground on Saturday in quite a cheerful mood, considering we just got beat by a point to, to Wigan, who are not my favourite team in the world, I mean, totally respect them, but you always want to do well and, and, and beat them, don't you, so, you know, it was a, a painful defeat to take, but surprisingly, I was quite cheerful and, and chirpy, because I've I, I just seen it, I'd do well, and I think... Most Salford supporters, we were brought up that way, weren't we, to respect the club. We, we don't expect miracles. We're not like St. Helens supporters who want a team to win by 50 points every week. I think we're realists, aren't we? We appreciate what the players do. Um, and I appreciated it about on Saturday what they've done. And can't wait for Thursday, mate. I think we're getting better and uh, there's a lot to be positive about. Yeah, excited. Hopefully we can we can beat Warrington on, on Thursday. Big thanks to you this week's uh, Devil in the Detail podcast. I'm Rob Parkinson. You can find us on Facebook, Devil in the Detail SRD. You can find us on Twitter, at DITD SRD. And you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Radio Contact and YouTube. See you soon.